0: Love Talk Radio
1: well.
2: This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio,
0: Radio, Radio, Radio.
2: Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestivani.
3: Welcome to Keep It Magic where well, you will find every excuse to do so. My name is Jackie Smith and I'm here with my sick, congested, and Harvey Sound and co-host Storm Sestivani. So we have... Um, my brilliant sister and wonder twin, Patty Shaw, as our backup, so the three of us are bringing you um, Keep It Magic today, and we're about to embark upon some laughter and a little bit of ridiculousness. So um, I think a little, a few magical outtakes too. We'll see what happens. So take a moment and visit our favorite place where magic happens, which is CoventryCreations.com, as they are the sponsor of the show and they make it all possible. If you have a problem in your life, whether that is love, romance, money, career, or <laughs> health, we have a candle for that. To reach Storm off the air, you can go to www.psychicfriendsnow.com or like his Facebook page on, or his fan page on Facebook um, at Astro Gossip. To reach me off the air, you can go to com, or you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Jackie Smith and Coventry Creations. So... How you doing, Storm? How you doing, Patty?
2: I'm
1: good. How are you?
2: <laughs> I'm a little frightened. I'm like a Harvey you... Firestein, so <laughs>
1: oh, he's a little wow. Harvey today. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: a yeah. little so
2: Harvey today. And the thing yeah. here is the big white rabbit. Thing. Yeah, now let me be a little crazy here for just a minute. It is seventy freaking degrees outside. What is wrong with Mother Nature? <laughs> she's having a hot flash for sure. She clearly, she's having some form of a problem.
1: Uh, well, cooler uh, weather is heading your way because our weather is getting cold this afternoon. Uh, we were we were really warm this morning.
2: We were sixty,
1: sixty degrees over here in Michigan. Yeah, uh, and now uh, yeah, we're yeah, down to at least. Um,
3: yeah. Yeah. Oh well, 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 you'll you'll figure it out. You'll get better. Just take all your good drugs. Probably have better
2: drugs than me. I do. <laughs> well,
3: I think it's because you're missing your Hanukkah hand. That's really what I think it is. <laughs> I you're don't know what to do with
2: myself, both of you. I may need, to, like, a, a healing or something of that nature because I don't even know what to do with myself. Not being able to work is like cutting off my limbs.
1: Oh, well, dear. I mean,
3: you're right. Oh, maybe, dear. maybe we need to do a little little healing for Storm, although we won't make you do it on air. <laughs> okay, good. You are healed. <laughs> Christ compels you. The Kabbalah compels you. I could
2: probably do the exorcist right now, but you know, all of those words are profane.
3: Yeah. Now, how did you get sick?
2: How did I get sick? Mhm. I don't know.
3: Because you're in your house.
2: Yeah. I I don't know how I got sick. Oh, I will tell you how. My brother and the barrels were here.
3: <laughs> the barrels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that his children?
2: Yes.
3: His old children. Does he listen to the show? No. <laughs> nor do his
2: children. <laughs> nor, oh, plus. Nor does him. your husband, so we're safe. Uh, absolutely. So
3: we can talk about all of them freely. Yes. <laughs> but Patty listens to the show, which is why she's on today. Cool. She knows what we're talking about.
2: I'm glad Patty's <laughs> going to be me during the show. It's going to be wonderful.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yes, I, I should have... I should have got your crib notes on the astrology because uh, I don't I don't know astrology like you there's do. Not,
2: here is the interesting thing. We do not have a major astrological aspect for the whole week. None. Well, it's perfect then. It's a good, it's a good time to get. There's your, there's your crib sheet, Patty. There's none.
1: <laughs> there's nothing. I think you are the astrological event
2: for the week there, Storm. Yeah, I'm the astrological <laughs> event for the week, so <laughs> Well,
1: so
3: oh, my. you are not even doing readings this week. You are, nope. you know.
2: I'm, resting. <laughs> I'm uh, pulling over a king of swords for you. <laughs> I mean, here is the thing. I wish that my voice was normal because, you know, I could lay in my bed and with a 125-degree temperature and probably still do a reading, but... With no voice, what am I going to do? Ah,
1: uh, You have to do a reading over the I am. It's a blast.
2: Ugh, no.
1: <laughs> I typed too bad. No. Who typing? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs>
3: yeah. so, so other than other than that, how was your week been? I mean, you've been bored. You've been doing nothing.
2: Studying, a lot of studying. Um, I am reading for those people that want to look it up it is called the sacred psyche a psychological approach to the psalms so
3: hmm.
2: it's pretty interesting and i'm finding a lot of little candle magic things to pull out of this so
3: Well i, I see a, i see a show coming up yep so it's been um for patty and i it's been a week of uh, big staff meetings a lot of um being inspirational whether you want to be or not and um finding the those those pieces and parts to work with everybody and and um it <laughs> this has also been an exercise of being dragged along this healing process that we're talking about these four weeks whether I want to be or not which is good it's good so
1: well Jackie you've been you've been asked to uh or forced to uh walk your talk <laughs> Everything that you're teaching is coming around to say, "Hey, apply it here, Miss Jackie." <laughs> well, it, works. it really works.
3: Yeah. It really that usually happens when you're when you're in the middle of all this stuff and and you forget mm-hmm. you forget that this stuff really works and and you've got to step back into it. But it's been it's been really great. Um, on the other hand, it's been really great to share with stuff like having. Um, Was it really fun to do the customer service meeting, Patty? To really um, <laughs> bring everybody into the emotions of our customers
1: yeah it was and it it was great to have everyone uh, come to the same realization that our customers are actually people and they have the same stressors and problems that we have when they go home their kids are crying and 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 acting out and spouses are there and they have their issues and then there's parents and And so they're not just crabby on the phone sometimes because they are are drawn that way. sometimes they have real problems. And and I know the takeaway for um, all of us here at Coventry, you know, especially Lydia who is on the phone mostly with the customers, is that... I talked to her today. Yeah, isn't she wonderful? Yeah,
2: she's wonderful. She's got great energy.
1: She does. It's, a, it's that we we can be the bright part of somebody's day, and just takes a little you know deep breath, count to ten, and realize that yeah we all we all have problems, but we don't have to add to them.
2: Well, I so, will tell you, Patty, the biggest problem that Jackie has. Okay, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to give it. That Jackie's. the Uh-oh. Uh-oh. When we Uh-oh. were when we were in September and we were working on um, Teshuvah for the month the month of Virgo or Elul. In Hebrew, um, one of the interesting things that Jackie had told me in private, I'm probably, she knows I'm going to talk about it, so I'm not revealing anything crazy, but, um, <laughs> she had stated, you know, that, the, and I think that we all feel like this when we're in this field, whether you're in the magical field or the psychic field or the healing fields or even the, the psychology fields, whatever, any type of helping profession. I think that there's days that you wake up and you say, you know what, I feel like a total psych. What is this? You know, so Jackie was doing teshuvah on this, and the interesting thing is now that she's forced on a weekly basis to walk her talk every week.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if she, yeah, if she no doesn't, danger. she gets a smackdown, right? Right, Jackie? Yep. If you don't? You get the yes. smackdown? Yep. You're like it's, unnoticed. It's true. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, and I know it's because you, your integrity is really, really important to you. So you, hear a trigger on the, Hey, hey, girl. You yeah. have to be.
3: Oh, no, right. Not and, just magic. You I, have to keep it real. If, right. And if I don't experience, um, if it's not something I can experience or understand, I don't. I don't talk about it. I don't teach it. I don't um, put it out there because it's all. It's that's that what keeps it real for me. So I just mm-hmm. find it really interesting that. In this time of um, miracles, in this time of getting out of your own brain and your own your own way, that that we chose this time to do the customer service um, meeting and getting into the brains of our customers because it's really kind of what we do this time of year when we're shopping for each other or um, creating those miracles in our, in our lives and stuff. I just that just kind of popped into my head, so mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting. So, Storm, other than getting sick. How did um last week's show affect
2: you? Um, I got sick. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: think that was pretty significant. What do you think yeah. how do you think of that the those step one, two, three well, like one
2: of the things that you know just just to be honest, you know, most people will look like at a Scrooge type of reality and really, you know, think more money. Money is not one of my problems. Um, uh, my, my issues have more to do with approval addiction and more, uh, uh, you know, personal-based issues than that. What I am noticing in regards to the situation is that this sickness, Jackie, has really pulled me inward in regards to, you know, really – you know, when you can't do, when you can't work, um, you can't get on the phone and talk with anybody really. Although last night I did kind of go a little crazy, but I was kind of boxed up. But um, I, you, the only relationship you can really develop is one with the light. So it's really been more about trusting in that particular process, and uh, I'm studying a lot of, the, you know, intense spiritual subjects about, you know, um, God. How do how do you want me to pray? Um, how do you want this wow. relationship to go? Um, you know, all of these intense and very personal based issues. And it's interesting that you know the first thing that that the light did was, well, first of all, you're going to need a vacation if you're going to listen to me. <laughs>
3: Oh, that's a smackdown right there. Yeah. I love that line, how do you want me to pray?
2: Yeah.
3: How do you want this relationship to go? That is really profound. There's something that you said to me um, a long time ago when I was getting ready to do the Tisha work concerning weight when you said, well, the purpose of food, in Kabbalah, the purpose of food is is just another way that you bring the light into your body. Use the food to bring light into your body. And I... I've mentioned it to uh, several different women and I say that the purpose of food is to bring the divine, ingest the divine and it's another source of the divine for you and then I get quiet and then they just sit there for a minute and they digest that. That, I mean, you have some great lines so the, you know, to to pray to ask what's, how do you want me to pray?
2: How do you want me to pray? I mean, what is this particular? Because I think everybody's relationship with the light, okay? I did 40-something years, Jackie, of the very um, uh, roach, um, religious type of praying. I did 40 Mm -hmm. freaking years of it. It didn't work. Time to change it up. Um, And one of the things here is that what I'm doing is creating that very personalized relationship um, with you know, the light, um, in a way in which you know what, it's cool and it's something that I feel comfortable with.
3: Um, and I and I love using the word light, uh, and and I'm doing a lot of healing around the word God. I know, Patty, you and I've worked around on that a lot, um, because it has such negative connotation um, when you grow up Catholic or in a in a restrictive religion situation, and then coming into the pagan world. But but the thing is, is that it all comes it all ends up at the same place. And so I, I just, I love that whole thing. Well, for myself, last week, what we did last week and the energy that we worked with, it, it began began the week before, and um, step one being getting comfortable in your own skin, step two being um, finding and addressing your limiting beliefs, and then step three is clearing the negativity. Um, those three things, and, and it did not end in that show. It did not end on that Tuesday. It really was a hard week because I asked for this and it really made me dig down deep into what's really going on because this is, I'm dealing with issues that are (laughs) repetitive for like 20 years and it's really forcing me to dig, to dig deep into what's really going on, what's really, um, what are the things I'm hiding from myself, what are the things I'm purposefully blind to. And it's it's turning on the flashlight and shining them right in my eyes and saying, here it is. <laughs> and um and then even uh, yesterday, getting ready for the show, I realized I already moved into, on Monday, Step 4 and Step 5. And Step 4 is writing your own ticket, um and Step 5 is clearing your path. And so um, with Step 4 being writing your own ticket, which is interesting because it kind of related what you said about how should I pray, asking how do you want me to pray. But, okay, if you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you get there? So that's kind of like writing your own ticket. What What is it that you want to manifest here? What is it that you're going for? If you found out what you're afraid of and you found out what you thought you might have been going for and what your beliefs are and you found out where you are right now, but, if you don't know what your end goal is gonna be what what the um what the takeaway is on this whole thing and and it's the moon shooting for the moon on all this and um and then number five is the minute you say, "Okay, I'm going here, I'm gonna to go to that million dollar mark or I'm gonna to go to that white picket fence mark or or my p h d mark and um the minute you say, "Okay, this is where I'm going," then you're a new blind spot is revealed which is what's in your path to get there because you didn't know you were going to come across that stumbling block because you didn't know you were going to go there and so that's why I put these two together for this show is because as soon as you decide where you're going to go and what you really want out of this you can see all the things in your way and then in our next segment we're going to talk to um, Sharon McGrill from Betty Brigade and one of the things her company does is she helps people clear stuff out so that's physically so that'll be fun but um, but that's – so what's happening here for myself in step four and step five and then making sure that I keep gratitude as part of um, my motivation, as part of my focus because that's what these four weeks is about, miracles and gratitude. Is Yesterday I was really – some harsh reality came in, some harsh numbers over November sales, um, some some hard-hitting information – showed up on my desk and we had difficult conversations. Um, And it was, I walked away feeling a little bit Eeyore, feeling a little stressed about it. And then today I reset everything and we brought it into gratitude. Like to look at this process that we're going through and it's really magical and then bringing it back into gratitude and saying, what are we grateful for? So, yep. So um, the, uh, was some- uh, Storm was reminding me of how, how much I it hit me how Jacob Marley had around his chain, the chain that he had around his waist when he first came to Scrooge, And um, that hit me hard about that whole thing. And so that's, I'm releasing that chain. What were you going to say, Patty? I cut you off. Um, the reason why... Oh, no. Uh-oh. All right, Storm, are you hearing her? okay so it's just me
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> well um is that um we took those uh tough realities and we said yes they exist and now let's take a step back and look at what uh what we've done that we can be grateful for and how we're grateful for each other in order mm-hmm. to soften that um that bad news or that harsh reality, so that we didn't shut down and panic, and so we could use that as momentum for how do we solve this. Right. And being being grateful is really really important piece to bring into that, so you don't lose focus on on the fact that there's a lot of good happening here, and we're 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 going to get through this. And and for any challenge, really, someone gets ill, or they um, suffer a loss in their life, um, that doesn't mean everything shuts down and you have to dig deep into um, your gratitude just to keep you from going under.
3: Well, And I think that that quote from Scrooge that that Storm just sent me because he is tired of talking at this moment, um, Jacob Marley, the chain he drew was clasped about his middle. It was long and wound about him like a tail and it was made, for Scrooge observed it very closely, of cash boxes, keys, padlocks, ledgers, beads, and heavy purses wrought in steel. And now that I'm thinking about this it hit me so hard last week and I haven't stopped thinking about it. Now that I'm I'm really um looking at our next step or my next step in this process, I'm realizing those are the things that need to be cleared, those are the obstacles and blocks in my way, and I feel like that's what I'm clearing as i as I, and I'm releasing and I'm letting go of um all these um, what's the word I'm looking for it's it's um, what people want from you, what they expect from you,
1: mhm expectations. So,
3: Expectations, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. So I think that's really um as well as my own personal expectations and my own personal expectation of, of perfection.
1: So right.
3: um so I think those are you can look at that whole thing as that inner scrooge is, is you're gonna release all that. You're gonna you're gonna um like start getting rid of it as you go on your journey. And those are the things that are in your way you the chapter release. So yeah. So I'm I'm excited right. about this process. I'm excited. We're gonna really dig into the spell of this um in our last segment. So now how do you now, Patty, you're like an outside observer um on this whole thing and you kinda of got dragged into this kicking and screaming, not realizing you're gonna be in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which it <laughs> Um the seven step process. Ah,
1: I see. Yeah, well I tell you what, um this seven step process is amazingly cathartic, and if you work with it and you're really honest it it can move mountains, your own personal mountains um, What I went through was the uh the the realization that um my fear has caused me to be very very controlling and to the point of taking responsibility for other people and always having the expectation of myself to use your word jackie that I have to have all the answers, and I have to always know what to do. So when I don't know what to do, I don't make room for other people to come in and and bring that answer to me. I always feel like it has to come from me. So that's that's mm-hmm. what I had to face last week and let go of. And it was, it was a little embarrassing, but at the same time it was like, oh, my God, thank you. I don't want to carry this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree because yeah. it's,
3: it's too it's too much. It's Jacob Marley's chain. It's
1: mm-hmm. Jacob Marley's
3: chain yeah. of, of having to have all the answers and having to keep it all really close. Well, what we're going to mm-hmm. do now is we're going to take a break and we're going to play a little song for Ms. Sharon and on the other side of the song. We're going to um, talk a little bit more about step four, step five, and how we can look at some really tangible practical application for this So. Do not go away. Check out our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com. And if you're interested in who our next guest is going to be, you can go to BettyBrigade.com and look at all those fun things that they do over there. keep it magic and this is jackie smith and i'm here with my sick and coffee co-host storm festivani and my amazing co-host and sister and wonder twin patty shaw and we are about to uh, embark upon a new adventure with sharon mcgrill in a minute we're going to talk about decluttering um, getting ready for your new plan that you're putting in so we're glad you're back and if you want more information on upcoming shows you can find us at keepitmagic.com. So, Patty? Yes. Okay. Just making sure you were there. <laughs> like, oh, did I forget to hit <laughs> the am, button again? <laughs> I am here. Okay. I have been want to do. So one of the things I was, thought, talk, I was thinking about as we're getting ready to bring Sharon in is that, um, you know, sometimes you have to figure out where you want to go also to figure out what you don't need anymore. There's a lot. Right. Um, there's a lot that we want to do. There's a lot that we we want to accomplish. We always have a to-do list longer than we can ever accomplish. Yes. And this and is I true. Think that's kind of. Where keeping all this stuff comes in, and I also think that that is what can keep us stuck back in a different belief and a different reality.
1: Yeah. It you have to go back and look at, um, uh-oh, I lost you again. Am I back? Now you're mm-hmm. back a little
3: bit. Okay. We're having time I'm sorry. difficulties with this show. That's pretty, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Well, In yeah. here. Um, uh, what what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring Sharon on and I'm going to have her answer that question for us. So with, with um, a little bit of fanfare, uh, welcome Sharon McGrill from Betty Brigade. Hello, Sharon. Hello.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have been enjoying your conversation.
3: <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad I was just going to ask because you have been listening the whole time, so I did have to behave myself a little bit.
0: I I'm not sure that that's possible, Jackie.
3: <laughs> knowing knowing you
0: um in from the short time I've known you, I I don't know that you can really behave yourself. <laughs>
3: um I have learned that my inside voice is way more hilarious than my outside voice, so I decided to switch them. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, good for you. So
3: tell us about tell us about Betty Brigade, which I love your company by the way.
0: Sure. Thanks. So Betty Brigade is um, a personal assistance company, and we specialize in helping people with all the chaos that kind of comes into your life and sweeps you away, and you like, well, how did, how did I get here? Um, so it's <laughs> stuff like, you know, how am I going to get the groceries done? Um, how am I going to get the dog to the groomer? How am I going to... Um, get rid of that huge pile of trash um, that the trash man won't take from the curb. How am I going to get three bids for a new roof? How am I going to get moved? All of those things, that's what we do. So we kind of manage...
3: You're the the to-do list doers.
0: Yes. Yes. So it's like to-do to done.
3: I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you've been listening to us talk about you know, writing your own ticket and then clearing your path. And you have had a lot of experience helping people kind of sort out that importance in their life. Because it's from what we've talked about, you don't just come in and say, okay, I'm going to clean everything. You help people through the process.
0: Yeah. Like, for example, yesterday I helped um, take 523 pounds of paper to a shredding company.
1: Five hundred and twenty three pounds
0: that's a lot of paper. It really filled up my pickup <laughs>
3: <laughs> so who why did why was it like a business or a person or
0: yes, this lady was an accountant and um and she passed on and so we were hired to clear out a certain amount of it, not everything because some of it's still in in process um because of her estate um but uh but everything that it was um from two thousand five and earlier got to be shred. And so um and it had people's social security numbers and all kinds of, you know, personal information about them, so we wanted to make sure that that got properly done.
3: Um, that's a lot of paper. And you didn't use the It's really of it. <laughs> no,
0: um, no, you really couldn't.
3: We had a gal here that worked here for a while and, and she was insistent that we use both sides of the paper because that was better for environmental and, and it was a big culture clash. Because sometimes you just don't use the back side of the paper. It's okay to, to move it on. It, I just was remembering that and that was that was just funny to me um, that we had to go, we don't use the back side of the paper. <laughs>
0: Um, so, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to forgive her because she just didn't consider the the culture ramifications around oh, what that did for yeah. your company.
3: Oh, we did. We 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 came to a lovely accord, and she became our recycling queen. So it was awesome. And uh, so now, when you've helped people declutter their lives, and you've written about this too, correct? Um, oh yeah. And so when you help people declutter their lives, what are some of the emotional responses that um That you've gotten from them
0: well um huge emotional the 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 biggest emotional response we get is relief um just what a huge relief because most people don't know where to turn, they don't know what is the first step, they don't know what to do, especially um when there's a lot of years of stuff so um say for example um, uh maybe maybe your your grandmother passes and your grandmother has gone through, de, through the Depression. Well, a lot of Depression-era folks really hung on to things because um, during the Depression there was huge scarcity. And they believed that by h- holding on to rubber bands and plastic bags and pie tins and right. nylons and everything – that they wouldn't ever have that scarcity in their lives again. Uh, But what's interesting is that many, many of those people uh, became hoarders. And because of that hoarding tendency, it created a a belief of scarcity in their life that never left them.
3: Yep. Yeah, that's true because um, there's no – when you're hoarding, there's no room for um, for you to expand. You're always contracting, that's right. even though you're expanding at the same time. But emotionally, you're always contracting, and you're always um, uh, uh, feeling that you are going to be taken away from. So that I was going to cool. ask you if if you've worked with any any like clinical hoarders in in the Betty Brigade, because you know we watch that show.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We were actually. I was at a hoarder's house right before the radio show. Um, so I probably threw away about 350, maybe 400 plastic bags today. We recycle them, of course, but but that's a lot of plastic bags. That was just me. That wasn't even. We had we had four people working in the house, and um, and we're on dumpster number four. So. Um, so and and I'm not talking about the lady who was the accountant that's a different house that we're working on. So um so it, it I I just want to go back to it's not just hoarders that hang on to things that don't open up open up that that new energy for you. Um it's the same thing of what you were talking about in your 7 steps. Mm-hmm. About uh, opening up and letting the new stuff in. Because if you if you don't let go of some of that old stuff, whether it's emotional energy or psychic energy or or concrete st- like stuff in your house, if you if you just hang on to that stuff all the time, the new stuff never has room to grow.
3: Right. That it's that's true because when we um when you can look at this as, as a physical, tangible thing, like all the stuff in in your house and or you can look at it as a behavior or a thought process or a culture um, that sometimes you have to declutter that and you realize that you have um, created a legacy for yourself, a legacy that says, I can't move past this or we're afraid of this or we don't do that here versus um, – and I think that when you're cluttered, it's, you, you're moving more from a we don't uh, a, a limitation versus an I do. Um that's something that I, I've noticed as a cultural shift over here at Coventry is that the further we move into a culture that says, okay, we're we're going to look at what's good for us we're going to release what's not for us, we're moving into uh, more of a positive uh, conversation versus a negative conversation. Even to where when a customer called in with a special request and our normal inclination was to say no, we all stopped in our tracks and said, we're going to start this conversation with uh what would it take. So that's exactly that when you're when you're emotionally cluttered, you you get the same thing. And when I when I moved from my big 1,600 square foot house into a 900 square foot house, and so much was put into storage, I'm I'm ready to to get rid of that that storage unit. I'm ready to get rid of everything in it, and all my family yeah. isn't, it? but. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but yeah, it's it. I felt so free without all this. I mean, it was all stuff in my basement, but I felt so free without it. Um, and it
0: it's also it's also not just about uh, letting go, but it's about saying I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to have this not be a part of my life. Um, would it be okay if I if I told you um, a short story?
3: I would love it.
0: Okay, so I was in this lady's house, and this was maybe three or four years ago, and we were down in her basement, and there was this beautiful old antique sewing machine sitting there, and it had cobwebs and dust all over it, and it was just, I mean, it was this lovely piece of furniture sitting in the corner collecting dust, and I said, well, what are you going to do with that, and um, thinking she might be interested in selling it, um, because uh, part of what my business does is help people sell things, and 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 the client gets the gets the um, the residual of that. Betty Brigade doesn't take any percentage of the sale, and um, wow. so I, I'm thinking, okay, so we're gonna go in and help her sell this cool antique sewing machine, and she said, oh, I can't sell it, and I said, why? And she said, it was my mother's, and I said, okay, so let's just back up a, here a minute. I said so what you're telling me is that something that you can't let go of, you're willing to let sit in the basement and collect dust and get ruined. And she went, wow. And I said, so let's talk about what it is about that sewing machine that reminds you of your mother. And she said, well, she used to sew clothes on it, and and she made me clothes on it. And I said, okay. And I said, well, is the sewing machine your mom and she said no of course the sewing machine isn't my mom <laughs> and i said okay so so then why like why are you hanging on to it and she she just like we were having just a very normal conversation but i was you know challenging her a little bit and she just all of a sudden burst into tears and realized Raw. that and and what she said was i realized that my mom is not a thing my mom is in my heart, and I went. Yeah, she really is. And so, so that's where people, I think, sometimes get confused. Where they want the shiniest car, or the or the biggest house, or the you know the fanciest this, and and it's not about that. It's about what makes you genuinely happy, and so, what's holding you back from that, that happiness.
3: It sounds like that you help, in some ways, you help people find that, whether it's, because it sounds like you work a lot with um, with folks to-do lists, like we said, to-do, to-done, and then, um, you know, helping people go through the emotional process, and um, how do you help somebody start that? I mean, because I see that that could be, like, they want that, and then they resist that at the same time.
0: Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> they, they want it. They say they want it, and then they say, "No, no, 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 you can't you can throw that away." And I say, "Well, that's, that's a plastic though. bag."
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> you know, or or that's a, you know, that's a sewing machine or whatever. And um and and it's all just and I don't mean to put this so simply because it's not all simple. Um because really it's about people's emotions. It's not it's not typically about their stuff but it's about saying how ready are you for this and coaching them through that process of getting ready and sometimes we're working directly with our clients sometimes we're working with their family members sometimes we're we're just working with a trust officer at a bank who, who where there isn't any kind of emotional connection um, so so there's different kind of phases and um, and I'm really sorry, but I forgot the question you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Well, I guess you did answer it, but the next question I was going to ask is, how do you think people get this way, get this so emotionally attached to this, or even emotionally well, think attached to their big to-do list?
0: I think I think it's ingrained in us. I think, you know, especially as Americans, we are ingrained to achieve. We are ingrained to have, to be consumers, and nobody ever taught us to be grateful for a sunset. Nobody ever taught us to be grateful for, you know, the the you know, the beautiful way our neighborhood looks. Um nobody taught us that. Well maybe maybe some people's parents did. I uh, my parents didn't. And a no, lot of my it was, friends' parents it didn't. It was
3: about being lazy. <laughs> I really I called myself lazy for years. About about five years ago, I finally admitted it to my sister. Well, I'm very lazy, and she looked at me. Right, Penny, you looked at me completely yeah. dumbfounded. And said, yeah, I.
1: That that was Dad's favorite little adjective. If he didn't right. know what to say to motivate you, he just called you lazy. <laughs> so <laughs> it worked. So we, it worked. He yeah. got the basement cleaned.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so. So we're you know I guess I I really love how you said we're not um we're not taught to value the sunset and we're taught the value of hard work and and um you know, it's just it's interesting why we're not taught why Sharon, why do you think we're we're not taught to value literally we're taught to not value that.
0: Versus I I so do not know the question that the the answer to that question, but here's what I here's what I'm learning myself because I'm I'm kind of in my own you know I'm I'm doing some some personal mastery work myself and one of the things that um, that my coach and it's a woman named Jennifer Huff um, she talks about how you are the universe's best idea. Okay, so you personally, you Jackie, and um, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Your yeah, sister, Patty.
3: my sister Patty. Patty.
0: Okay. Um, I'm sorry, Patty. Thanks no for problem. thanks for correcting that. But um, so you, Patty, and and you, Jackie, are the universe's best idea for whatever it is that you're doing to create a candle shop, to uh, create um, a, a blog, talk radio show, to have a conversation to interact with employees like that is that is the universe's best idea for you the the universe's best idea for me is to organize people and to help them manage their stuff so if i think okay if the universe truly has my back every day all day then i can't yes i can i can make mistakes and i can learn from them but that's that's something a bigger power, a greater power, saying, Okay, I need you to learn this lesson. And I'm and I'm gonna keep teaching you the lesson and sometimes I might have to hit you upside the head with the two by four to get you to learn the lesson. And <laughs> and with I, the two all, by four. <laughs> we've we've all been hit you in know. the head by the two by four. <laughs> yes. We have. And so so that's that's what I think about it and I go, Okay, well, if if that's what the universe is truly presenting, then that's where I'm going to go. That's the that's the direction I want to be in. And if I can stay in that kind of a flow, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna end up where I'm supposed to be, regardless yeah. of, of how. And the more I fight it, the more the more I say, "Oh, I need this," or "I I need this car," or "I need this size house." That's fighting my own that's that's fighting the universe's own path for me.
3: Right. We've got we you know, our plans are infinitely smaller than the divine plans for us. Um, that's right. And and so, you know, I talk about in, in Coventry Magic I talk about stepping into the path of your destiny because that flows way easier than anything else. And um through this process of uh, the seven step process it gets uncomfortable. It gets uncomfortable, and you deal some of the biggest fears, and and even, But yet, at the same time, the process is easy and presented to you. Um, you know, I was talking to a, a client, just like with. Let me back up. Just like with working with your clients, helping them declutter, helping them go through the process, you got to get through the messy middle. That you're not. I oh would, yeah. Um, would love. I would love to be Samantha and wiggle the nose and the house is clean. Um,
0: Everyone has but that dream. Have... <laughs> yes, we all have that dream.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it doesn't so work that we, way, does it? We,
3: ha- we have to go through the crud um, to say, oh, now I understand what I'm doing and learn the lesson, and um, and we pay one price or another <laughs>
2: to learn it, right?
0: <laughs> well, that's exactly right. And sometimes the lessons are easy because we 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 want to go there anyway and sometimes the lessons are hard because that's not the path that we envisioned for ourselves.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: we we always like we always thought that this is the direction we were going. And all of a sudden the universe says, "No, nope, you're going over here." And you, and you go, oh, okay, I guess I'm going over here." And and yeah. no matter no matter what, how you fight, it, it, you know, the more you fight and and um I'm just going to um uh quote um uh, esther hicks here but just to say to put the oars down and and stop fighting you know put your oars mm-hmm. down and 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 let the boat take you where
3: you're supposed to go oh yeah absolutely so before we went out of time um why don't you tell us a, a little bit more about betty brigade what you do and how we can find you
0: well um dot com is the website so that's the easiest way. Um, we also have a Facebook page, uh, which is Facebook slash Betty Brigade, or you can follow us on Twitter, um, which is twitter slash BettyBrigade.com or something like that. Um, and gosh, what do we do? Well, we just help people. Um, we help people be organized, stay organized, get organized. We help them move, relocate. We do a lot of relocation. and um, And then we just Help busy people. Like yesterday, one of our clients called up, and um, we went and get, did her Christmas shopping for her because she didn't want to do it. Uh, that was a shock. Um, She's never hired us for that before, but that's what we did. And uh, so, oh, I like that idea.
3: That
0: sounds fun. <laughs> so it's yeah. So yeah. Well, sometimes it's fun, and sometimes it's a mall full of people. So that's um, <laughs> true. So well, you have to. You you kind of have to you know, take the good with the bad and say, all right, so is this is this where I want to be? Um, you know, is this is
1: mm-hmm.
0: is this really where the direction I want to be going in? And most of the time for me personally, it is.
3: Mhm. When I uh, first met course. you and I learned what you did, I went, "Oh, I want to hire your company for everything from <laughs> to shopping <laughs> to <laughs> cooking. Doing all the gardening because there's bugs out there too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but bugs are bugs are nature's gardeners.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sure. How good does that sound? <laughs> God bless them. Yeah, I just that's my one of my big jokes. I since I burn so easy once I get outside, I have given myself like nearly third degree burns gardening. So it became this this Pavlovian response. No, no gardening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you are pretty fair. I I
3: would. Yeah. I have two colors, but red that, and white.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Um, but you know, it's I ne I didn't know that this is what I was going to do. I mean, I got laid off from my corporate job ten years ago, and I made a list of the things that I knew how to do, and that's how Betty Brigade evolved. Um, I love it. We're thing. now. Yep. Yeah, we're we're now at the point where, you know, it, in the beginning it was just me, and I now have 13 employees, and we have two offices, one in Ann Arbor and one in Lansing, and we're opening up offices all over Michigan next year. And I'm really excited about that because I have no idea how it's going to work, but, um, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs>
3: That's the best stuff. We're going to just figure this out.
0: <laughs> yep,
3: yep. Now you you also do some small business stuff correct if uh last time we talked you had some um articles and things about small business oh my mistake um well um
0: well we we have a blog that we do um but it's not really about small business so much it's more about um it's more about tips and tools, and we're about to launch a radio show on small business. and oh, best that's practices. what it was.
3: Okay. And what's the name of your show? Um,
0: well, we're still working it out. Um, okay. So we we thought about um, um, Betty's business, but then we thought, well, um, that could be taken in a wrong way. So. <laughs> 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 Um, that we're still kind of working on it, so I'm I'm not ex- sure exactly sure what the marketing department has come up with, but uh, we're going to be launching that sometime in December.
3: Well, let me know, and I will I will toot your horn um, on the show because that's you and I share that same passion of small business, and because um, I, I we both. If you want to learn about yourself and learn what you can do, and and walk away feeling super empowered start your
0: own business. Yeah, you can also uh learn what you can't do
3: <laughs> you own, your own business. <laughs> you really got very true, yourself. Sharon. Wow.
1: Very true. <laughs> so
3: Sharon, thank you so much for being on and I'm sure it's not gonna be the last time and um I'm I'm just happy to have you here and, and thanks for um being part of the magic.
0: Well, thank you so much and um and Jackie and Patty, thank you so much for having me on and I'm so sorry that um that I didn't get to connect with um with your other host and um so storm Yes, yeah,
3: he's under the weather storm is storm yeah sound like harvey firestein right now so. i
0: I heard him there at the beginning, but I look forward to uh at some point connecting with him and thank you so yeah. much for having me on.
3: oh, it's my pleasure. Right. It's a pleasure.
1: Okay,
3: bye. Bye. <laughs> we will be back with our last half hour and we're going to fill fill you in with all the different magical stuff you can do on this um step four, which is um writing your own ticket, and step five, which is finding all the blocks that are in your way. So we've got some magic, so we're not just gonna throw you out there in the in the wild, wild universe and say, Good luck with that. We're gonna give you some tools and then say good luck with that. So stay tuned and we will be back in a flash
2: you know i'm gonna get you yeah
3: whatever it takes to get there no i
2: won't drop you like everybody else does. forget about your
3: Have some hot magical advice to give you, but before we carry on, I want to remind you that this show is brought to you by CoventryCreations.com. Because at Coventry, not only are we made when the moon is right, we have a candle for that. And if you want to reach Storm off the air, you can find—not that you can talk to him this week—but you could find him at PsychicFriendsNow.com. Because I'm sure he's writing all kinds of articles um, in his sickness and his lack of talking. You can also fan him um, on Facebook at Astro Gossip. And you can find myself and Patty Shaw, and I'm Jackie Smith, at CoventryCreations.com, where you can also purchase a reading with myself. I do Acoustic Record Readings. And also Patty Shaw, who is my um, Acoustic Record Reading partner. Uh, we have a book coming out next November uh, through um, Red Real wise called DIY Acoustic Wisdom. And um, we want you to keep it magic with us every week. And so you can... Um, like us on the Blog Talk Radio, and you can also follow us on KeepItMagic.com. So we have some magic to talk about, don't we, Patty?
1: Yes, we do. Let's get it magical. Now <laughs> so we
3: have um, these. These two steps are tough steps. Um, you when you start uncovering what what it is you want, and then you uncover that roadblock, and then you have to decide again: Do I really want it? I mean, we do that all the time over here. We do that in our personal lives.
1: Yeah, you know, I have a little bit of um, struggle with write your own ticket because um, Sharon talked about you know the universe will hit you with the two by four and tell you you know if you're going off your path because you start to struggle so much. But mm-hmm. I I don't always know what I want to put on my ticket, and if I don't know that, uh, how am I going to to decide what my goals are and write my action plan and make my list of to-do, you know, so I can reach my goal. So how do we know what we want to put on our ticket? How do we get in touch with that?
3: Um, I think a lot of times we find that when we start doing the why is that question.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: When we start saying, um, I don't know what I want, well, why is that? hmm Maybe I'm afraid of what I want. Well, why is right. that? Because I don't deserve what I want. Well, why is that? And so sometimes that'll help you get to what it is you want, or sometimes it helps you to to dive through what it is you don't want, and then start saying, well, I don't I don't want to be poor. Well, what's the flip side of that? That's that the, I don't want to be poor is the negative comment that you make. So let's flip the script. So sometimes you start with a really broad picture. And start to
1: circle in, as to and what work, you want. work your way, work your way in. So many times, don't we get a lot of people that come and um, their question, their main question for their reading or healing is, "Help me find my purpose in life. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not in touch with that at all. Right. And so that that's a big it, part of step four.
3: It, it is, but it, and just so you know, it's not one fell swoop. It's never one fell swoop. It's not. Um, whether you're doing this for in a really practical application, which we we do here at Coventry, and we're going to sit down and do this again in a really practical application, or you're doing it in a really personal, emotional application, it's a little bit at a time. These seven steps, we're going to go through them one through seven, but sometimes you've got to go back to one and say, well, where am I with this? I don't know what I right. want, so where am I now, and what is it that I like about today? Yeah.
1: Um, do you remember but, when we went to see... Um, Neil Donald Walsh, and he talked about all these great decisions he made when he was 18 and then when he became 35, those those things that he wanted when he was 18 didn't make sense anymore. So you do, you do have to touch back in as you grow up and your wants and needs and desires change as you right, grow up. Right, and that
3: tattoo no longer looks cute on your ass. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just so say no for- to
1: the tutu. <laughs>
3: think about it for at least a day. Yeah. So um, it's true because the decision you make, the decision you make, at, at, that I, the decisions that I made at 35, actually more at 30, 33, maybe mm-hmm. 32, um, I made for a really specific reason. Um, and, and it was, gosh, it was that decision at, at 33 when we decided that we were going to go into business with these other guys. Because mm-hmm. our parents were sick and needed us, so we wanted to have more time to to have to spend
1: with our parents right that
3: decision doesn't work for us today at all. no, so we had no, to once we were in the middle of that, it was the right decision for the moment, but then we had to figure out um at uh, a couple of years later, like, okay, this decision doesn't work anymore that was um it wasn't a bad decision in the moment it was a good decision it was the 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 um the execution of that decision was not so great, um, and so that's that. So you do that. You make that decision. You clear some path. You go back to finding out what your fears are. Once you clear that path, you find another fear, and then you go and, and then you open up to the new thing. And so it's all back and forth. It's not linear. It's very um, mm-hmm. very nebulous.
1: So these steps uh, can be gone through many times during your life, almost as, almost okay. like a. Uh, a uh, Touchstone or checking back in with, am I still where I want to be and need to be? Yep. And there's and we
3: have um, some some tools for you as you're going through this process and we we have them here too. I mean, we use them here too. Of course, we have them here because we make them, or else I wouldn't be selling them to you. But we use we use them, which is the inner balance candle, the stability candle, and the fertility candle. And that seems like a weird combination, but it makes
1: complete sense. So, it does. It does. When, those are excellent choices, Jackie.
3: Um, when you are writing your own ticket, when you are really diving into what I what I want, that's a scary place. That is a really scary place to finally admit what you want, because we're we're not brought up to admit what we want. We're brought up to be good workers. We're brought up to toe the line. We're brought up just all those things that Sharon was talking about. We weren't brought up to say, I want I want to stare at the sunset. I mean, how many people do we know that really wanted to pursue art and were talked out of it a
1: right. because it wasn't practical Yeah, how many kids were um, encouraged to uh, follow their father's footsteps or their mother's footsteps and continue their career that they started?
3: So that's we a, were taught to one. write our ticket based on the expectations of others. So mm-hmm. when you start peeling those layers back, that's a really vulnerable place. You can feel real dizzy and out of balance. So that's why we talk about the inner balance candle for that because um, you're finding a new reality and you're uncovering all those things that you placed in your path to define you. Um, and as soon as you start peeling those layers back, it, it, it goes back to, um, it, you know, you'll hear me talk about this on, on the shows because I'm up to, um, actually I'm, I'm I have down to, I should say, 20 pounds lost at this Yay. point in my journey of weight loss and I'm, and I'm I'm um, I'm really excited about that because I got through a big hurdle to get to this place. And um, but one of the big hurdles, one of the biggest hurdles I got through is this weight defines me. Who am I going to be without it? And it and I realized I had a big fear around that. So when you start peeling away those layers of expectations of other people, and and you know step five is clearing your path, which is those external things. Where step three I was the negativity, that's an that internal thing. And you're going to find that those two things are pretty locked in together. One locks in, into the other. And then what's in the middle is what you really want. So that's how you start defining your path and throw everything off balance. So that's why that inner balance candle is really important so you can find that solid ground over and over again um, and, and maintain that vision for yourself. As This is the messy stuff. It's not going to be easy. It's You know what? You're going to be stirring up. You're going to be stirring the pot a little bit.
1: Um, yeah, and, and what comes up when you stir going. the pot <laughs> Everything you're afraid of Everything you thought would go wrong Will go wrong All of your, your fears and and stubbornness and anger that Who got me into this mess All those things, the blaming So, so yeah, you wait. need a lot of interbalance And what
3: happens when, when that comes up In the pot that you're stirring When those things come up You can start to see behind them The light or the divine that they hid so so you're not alone. Each time you you replace a fear with um something from the divine, you're less and less alone. You have more courage and more stamina. Um which is why you absolutely want the stability earth candle. So you can grow new roots and find a new ground. In this in this new reality, you can steady yourself and say, mm-hmm. okay, it's it's I get out of the boat and onto the solid ground.
1: Right. I recently, just in this past year, learned the the deeper importance of of grounding and being connected to the earth. It it seemed like a wonderful spiritual concept to me, and um, in general I understood it, but it wasn't until um, a teacher of mine taught me about the, the principle of magnetism. We have a magnetic field around our body, and the earth has a magnetic field inside and around it. And when we connect our magnetic field to the earth's magnetic field, the um, all the energy that's in the earth can be pulled up into our body and we can use that energy to create whatever we need. So it's, it's really pretty scientific, actually. So the grounding piece became something more than just loving and appreciating your life and being alive and being on the earth. It became something that was as necessary as the air we breathed. And so I was taught a really beautiful meditation to connect to the earth and and um, pull up all the abundance the earth has in the form of energy up into my body. And that magnetizes the energy around me, the prosperity that's in the form of energy. It magnetizes it right to me. And I'm the one that oh. defines the energy. I'm the one that says this energy is going to look like this. And that is written out in my, my list of things I want to accomplish, my goals, and, it, you know, it shows up in your action plan and things like that. So it, it became very systematic and scientific. And so I could get behind that. I could do that. And so my grounding became more purposeful. You know, I understood it better. You know, when you understand something, you can work it. You can own it. Yeah, absolutely. You can own it, and, yeah.
3: And and um, so all that, you know, when you when you find that, that earth energy up in you, like you said, you get magnetized with it, and then you can start drawing to you what makes sense for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and and then it gives you the strength to release what no longer works for you. A lot of times that's where we start is we release what doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. And and that's hard. That is that is really hard to release what, what doesn't work for you. But like I said, behind that is all that light, all that divine right. energy. And then that's why we have you light the fertility candle. Because the fertility candle is the celebration of the new you, the new idea. Even if it's just at its seed kernel stage,
2: you mm-hmm. need to start
3: celebrating it. Because yesterday was a perfect example of feeling like an Eeyore, feeling just depressed over bad news. And this, is, this has been a big lesson. These changes don't always bring good news. It's not all sweetness and light here. And yesterday it brought bad news, but that bad news was a fear. And behind that fear was the reality that, we made some really big changes here, really positive changes to take us where we want to go. And, in, and, and we we wrote our own ticket a while ago, and so we've been heading towards that. And so the bad news was that fear—that was the what storm calls the satan in it. So we can fall back down into that fear. But what we decided, what I decided to do, is bring everybody together and celebrate it. Celebrate the new idea that we have. This, celebrate the fact that we've gone through some really hard steps and we're going to go through some more but we have more energy more vitality more vision every time we do and so you got to celebrate this tiny little victory so that's what the fertility candle about that's the gratitude candle mm-hmm.
1: yeah it creates a lot of excitement around the new idea too and that's where you keep the momentum going and um, when you're excited about a project you, you do feel young again you do feel like um, falling in love you know that i can do anything and everything's wonderful and and it's just go time. But mm-hmm. that what I what I like about the process of what you did and what you brought to the staff about um you know, writing your own ticket and finding out what's blocking you is is that in some cases we realized that we were solving the wrong problem. Or we were solving the right problem with the wrong solution. And we could we could have just stayed on that path and kept working in that and working at and, and it was feeling like we were hitting our heads against the wall. But this process—I got of... the
3: bruises to
1: show. Go <laughs> you got the big egg on your forehead to show. So, oh, well. so um, clearing the path and and asking these hard questions and and looking at uh, the reality of the situation let the illusion fall away. What it is that we bought into before that's not working anymore um, is yeah, it hurts sometimes and sometimes you you feel stupid, but it's important. It's really important mm-hmm. to be honest and face that, so you can then put down those tools and say, "I don't need those tools. I need these tools over here." And pick that up, and that's when you get that excitement because you start to feel it starts to feel like this is going to work. This is really going to work. I mean, watching the enthusiasm come out of Daniela was just like so contagious. <laughs> <laughs> and and saying, yeah, yeah, I loved this is great.
3: It. I love that you use the word illusion because. That's what you're going to do when you light these three candles is you're going to break the illusion. And, and here's mm-hmm. the spell. I love this spell because it's so practical. So you light these three candles and you start cleaning out your drawers, the junk drawers, the closets, the box of crud, the um, what, wherever is the crap collector. And even if it's your hard drive on your computer and you're organizing it, and so, what you're going to do is you're going to see what memories or fears are brought up by clearing out these drawers. What you know? Oh God, that's from the most embarrassing night I had out there, and that's the that's the keychain <laughs> from that bar that I went to, or whatever. Uh-huh. Or, or um, you're you're also going to find um, different things in there that are old dreams. And sometimes those old dreams can still be in action, and, and it's time to clear them or reengage them. You're like. I right. totally forgot I wanted to do that. Oh my god, I so wanna do this. So clearing out those those junk drawers or clearing out the closets, clearing out the basement, um all your your storage locker. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm ready to turn mine over to storage wars to see what they can get for it. But um <laughs> and and um but when you even like I said, your hard drive, that's my big thing is I just keep throwing things in my hard drive and and I can't find stuff so um, just looking for something yesterday, I found some ideas that I had, and I went, oh, these are good. These are the ones I, I need.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so you'll find, and it can take its appropriate place in your life. You can either let it go, or you can um, find a, a place for it now, and and um, that is that's the spell right there. That's how you're gonna start um writing your own ticket because you're gonna start letting go of things that are no longer viable for you. Even if you're clearing out and organizing pictures. Some of them well, now they're on our cameras or on our phones. But um going through old pictures and saying, Oh wow, this stuff used to define me, it doesn't define me anymore and just say this is this is who um who I am today versus who I was before. It you're gonna this is so cathartic to do all that. And just light the candle let them hold the space for you, ask for the light to join you, the divine to join you as you go through this process and put yourself in a really safe space to do it. You are just going to be really amazed. And and sometimes it's just literally cleaning out the junk, like taking the recycling to the recycling place or or um, being free of all that. How's that That's first spell? Right.
1: It's an amazing but, spell. And it, it it it's going to bring not only some clarity because you've, you know, Jettison some burden, some excess weight that was just holding you down and cluttering your your mind and your thoughts and and your identity is that don't be surprised if you find some latent talents, and oh yeah, I used to be really good at that, you know I was with Dad when he was going through his his um his man jewelry box that and uh he was finding some things that really spoke of the kind of person he was as a young man. And these were awards and um, uh, medals from the from when he was in the war. And he got a sharpshooter medal. You know, I didn't know that Dad was a sharpshooter. He was, like, the best. And it's like, wow, he, he didn't speak of it, but there it was. And he's like, oh, wow. I, I was the best in this, and I did that. And, you know, and so... You will rekindle that, that love of yourself again when you find all of those um, awards that you stuffed away that you were too shy or too humble to uh, embrace. So spend some time embracing all the amazing things that you have accomplished in your life, small, large, doesn't matter. Yep. You know, we talked about being a hero for our customers at our customer appreciation meeting, and uh, and that's what you're going to find when you start cleaning out your... Your etheric closets and and back rooms and attics and basements is that you're going to find the the hero that you kept kicking to the back, the inconvenient hero. But uh, you gotta let him back out. That you are
3: your own hero because you mm-hmm. got to be your own hero. And nobody's going to be your hero for you.
1: No, and you wouldn't really you gotta, want to. Nobody wants to be the damsel to, in distress forever.
3: <laughs> right, and here's the thing about heroes. It's so much easier to be your own hero than your own um, your your own arch enemy, because arch <laughs> yeah. enemies have to do way more planning, and their yeah. plans usually never work out.
1: Yeah, the hero comes in <laughs> and is the voice of reason and says, don't do that, that's going to cause you a lot of grief and waste a ton of money and energy and on and on. So. I know, I love that
3: whole, it's easier to be a hero
1: than the, the evildoer. Yeah, evildoers, they do work hard, <laughs> don't they? they? They're up all night it making monsters and and devising their evil plans. and They never get to take a vacation. Heroes, heroes, they get the parade, they get the the flags, everything.
3: Well, and they don't do much except come in at the very last second and go, them, sing a little <laughs> song. <Fly laughs> they away. say, no, don't Keep do them.
1: that. <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> okay, we're all better now.
3: The law, you cannot break the law. The law always wins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Light always wins
3: Yeah, not always, but we'll hope We'll absolutely mm-hmm. hope So what's on the docket for this week at Coventry, Patty?
1: This week is all about filling all of those last-minute orders Because gift-giving season day is just around the corner So we've got some some customers that are chomping at the bit for those last-minute orders yes. We're going to be making candles up to the very last-minute but um. <clears throat>
3: it is a different year this year. Everyone has waited till the last minute, and um, we are running out of stuff left and right and trying to keep it in stock since we make it in small batches. But um, if you want to order, you need to get your order in pretty quick. I mean, we have a, a, a couple day backlog, and then there's a couple day shipping. So uh, we know that. We have a candle for every person in your life. Coventry Stations has a candle for that, no matter what it is. We could help you you wanna give us a call, then you can call us and we'll help you pick the candles for that person and put put together the right the right hookup.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> for, right. And
3: that's that's how Coventry started. Coventry started by me making holiday gifts for people who, um uh really important in my life, who had brought a, a lot of great things to my life. And I created the first initial eighteen bosset candles are um are made from these overreaching universal needs that all of these people in my life had. And I would make them a couple of candles and put it together in a spell and twenty years later we're still doing the same thing. So it might just work. Oh it's timeless. it's timeless information.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: a great you are amazing given gifts. them magic. Would you say? I said it's a great gift if you think about it. Yeah, I'm going to give you some candles that are going to solve a whole bunch of your problems. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are the hero. You know. I mean, you know.
3: Seriously. Seriously. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. Can you believe we're almost over?
1: I I know it always goes by so quickly.
3: I know that's, that's my fun. line, but you can use it this time.
1: Oh, I'm, thank I'm using you. Storms line. Yes. Well, I really enjoyed <laughs> mm-hmm. our guest Sharon. She was wonderful. She's so wise. She is.
3: A, she is. She's a really neat person, and one of the things I admire about her so great, greatly is that she will ask the hard questions, and she will make the difficult statements. So I really admire that about her, and and it, she, I, I admire her because at times it teaches me to remember to be brave and speak my truth. So yes. next week we're in um, week three of our four week process, and we're going to deal with um, opening to receive. And next week's show is called as I open up my document because I forgot to do it. Um, it's called Open the Gates of Abundance and Step Aside. So that's <laughs> that's step six, which is multiplying your desire. And so I'm really looking forward to next week's reality as it presents itself in our
1: lives.
3: <laughs> Since the difficult stuff has presented itself, I'm all for the the bonus round.
1: So yeah, you're ready you're for ready. that. Yeah, you're ready to get on that sled and slide down the uh the ice covered hill very easily.
3: So, Patty, thank you so much for stepping in and helping us with, with our um our froggy friend Storm and I know he's gonna feel amazing by next week and we'll He will we'll we'll be we'll be a team again. So I thank everyone for joining us this afternoon and we as always we had a great time and we hope you did too. You can listen to us live every single Tuesday at 4 p.m. on the East Coast, 1 p.m. on the West Coast, and as Storm says, every hour in between. To reach Storm off the air, remember to go to psychicfriendsnow.com or his fan page on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash astrogossip. To reach me off the air, you can go to coventrycreations.com or you can go to my Facebook page, which is Jackie Smith. Look up Jackie Smith Coventry. You'll find me. It's the one with the redheads. Um, Make sure you check out our show website at keepitmagic.com, and we have articles coming up all the time. The article um, that we're using, we're basing these four shows on is up there, so if you want to catch up with what we're talking about, just look for um, the seven steps to getting rid of your inner Scrooge. And we are constantly adding new content, and we have some of the hottest metaphysical authors in the whole world, meaning Storm, Patty, and myself. So, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you next week. And, Candy, what do they got to do?
1: Keep it magic.
3: And I'm using Storm's phrase, speak life, everybody. <laughs>
1: Some days life feels perfect, other days it just ain't working the <laughs>